0: We are live. Welcome back to the second episode of the Solid Ground Podcast. I am your host, Isaiah Lovely. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me for the second episode. Uh, Again, everybody who reached out and um, just encouraged me for that first podcast, uh, it was really heartfelt. And I just want to thank you guys again uh, for the people that did reach out. Uh, that, That made me feel really good. It was a bit of a risk putting out this podcast. And I am so appreciative of the people who reached out and were like, no, um, that's what I needed to hear. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Um, I want to hear about your guys's week and I'm just curious like what's one good thing that's happened to you this week So if you're listening on Spotify, I'm gonna have a questionnaire down below and it's just gonna say What's one good thing that happened to you this week? Uh, if you want to type in one good thing that happened to you this week, uh, I don't know Maybe we'll use it for the podcast next week uh, If you don't want me to share your info then I and then I won't but uh, we can keep things private But what's one good thing that happened? Anyways, one good thing that happened to me this week, uh, I got my acceptance letter from Baylor, so I am now Baylor bound. We're going to be going uh, to Waco, Texas in January, and I'm going to be a biblical uh, studies major or a religion major at Baylor. Um, But that has nothing to do with what I want to talk about today, and you might hear my dogs barking in the background, uh, so I apologize for that in advance. Uh, the mailman just pulled up, and they think the mailman's Satan. Um, But we know, as Christians, that the mailman is not Satan. Uh, The mailman uh, is sometimes bad at their job, though. Uh, And the only reason I say that is because one time I was in uh, my house, and the mailman couldn't see me, and they had uh, a package. And he went to deliver it, and um, he, like... It was like a fragile package and he literally threw it on the ground and I was like, dude, um, I know you're getting paid probably not much for this, but uh, please treat my packages better. Anyways, uh, that's my rant about male people. Uh, I'm going to stop now before I uh, get in trouble. Uh, today, I want to talk about how do we live a purposeful life? How do we find direction in life? um it takes me back to when i was in high school and i remember every single day was exactly the same i would wake up probably around 11 a.m and then i would hop on my pc and i would go on video games and i would play video games all day long for about 14 hours uh you know and i would take meals in between and then i would go to sleep and that was my day and that was my life and i will tell you this it sounds It might sound good to you guys for a solid day, but it gets pretty boring after that. Um, And my life felt very aimless and my life felt uh, not purposeful at all. It felt uh, almost hopeless. And it got me thinking, um, how do we live a purposeful life? How did I get myself out of that rut and become, uh, I guess, the man I am today and the man I am trying to become? and I realized that my life needed direction. My life needed direction, and I went to different places to try and find it, and uh, the best place that I found it was the Bible. And there are principles in the Bible that give us wisdom. And that's what I wanna talk to you guys today about, is how do we live a purposeful life? And that is by living by principle. So how do we live a pur- purposeful life? It's by living by principle. and. To live by principle, we need to have wisdom. Wisdom, that word gets thrown around a lot. Not everybody knows what it means. So what is wisdom? Okay, well, wisdom is good principles right that we have um that we have learned so it's knowledge we have learned and it's good principles we can live by and then that we actually take into effect and we apply to our lives so it's good principles that we have learned that we live by Um, it's not just stuff in our head it's stuff that we actually act out um it a good way to think about it is: Who who is somebody you look up to? Are they are they a wise figure, or are they somebody who practices the principles of the Bible? Um, who is a person in your life that you look up to? Like I think of my pastor. Um, For example, he is somebody who has taken uh, the principles from the Bible and he has uh, applied them to his life. Obviously, he's not perfect and obviously he makes mistakes, but he takes what he has learned from Christ and he tries his best um, with the power of the Holy Spirit to apply it to his life. And something he's really good at is he's really good at selflessly serving others. And what I mean by that is he makes others uh, feel heard. So when he's having a conversation with somebody, he puts them first and he puts their needs first and he comforts them. And when something needs to be done, uh, even if it's something as small as uh, chairs needing to be put up, he is the first one, the first hand there to help set up those chairs. Um, So he does the lowest job to the highest job. Uh, He does the least... um, as somebody, some people would put them like some people would put putting up chairs as a not a valuable job, which is not true, but he is doing that, but he's also going to be doing uh, other jobs like speaking, caring for others, pastoring others, shepherding others, discipling others. So he is somebody that I can look up to. And so who is somebody, who is a wise person in your life that you can look up to? Now, I want to make something clear. First off, what is the difference between wisdom and understanding? I think a lot of times we can confuse the two. So we need to talk about what is wisdom and what is understanding. Well, wisdom is... Um, Kind of what I said before of like taking that knowledge that you already have taking that understanding that you already have and actually applying it into your life do your behaviors match the words you are saying the words that you are saying that you want to do I want to do this I want to do that I want to do um, these actions are you actually living it out I am doing this I am doing that I am this person right now we have to disassociate our actions with our identity right so disassociate your actions with your identity and what i mean by this is if you slip up or if you have a weak moment or if you have uh something that people think is bad there go my dogs again they're going nuts because now the walmart guy is here sorry i'm getting distracted okay um man he is he is a mess right now my dog uh he's gonna get put on the barbecue tonight i'm just kidding i'm just kidding he's not going to get put on the barbecue. I take that back. Okay. what? Where is talk and where is act, actually actions? All right. um, what I was trying to say is the habits we have in our lives uh, can sometimes uh, reflect our identity. Uh, but if we have a weak moment or if we um, do something that is out of character, that doesn't make it our identity, right? God calls us higher. God tells you that uh, you are not this sin, uh, that you are not this mistake. God tells you that you are loved. God tells you that you are a child of his, that you are free from sin. um, And God calls you higher. Okay. So why is having wisdom important? Well, first of all, it helps in all aspects of your life. That's the first thing. It In any part of your life, in your marriage, in your career, in athletics, in uh, your friendships, in your community, uh, in anything, wisdom is going to help you. There is no downside to practicing wisdom. It's going to bring up all parts of your life. Um, For example... I uh, was reading Proverbs and it was talking about, don't be a a lazy bones, right? Work hard, work hard. Um, That was a common theme from Proverbs, a common principle from Proverbs. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to apply it to my life. I'm going to be known as a hard worker. And so I put it to practice. And by putting this principle to practice, it helped my life immensely. It helped uh, make my life more enjoyable, more fulfilling. Um, I woke up every day with a passion, with a drive, right? Because I was working hard for the glory of God. So when we work hard for the glory of God, life becomes more enjoyable. Um, And I saw that in my own life and I know that you will see it in your own life if you take that principle into effect. So what do we get from wisdom? what is the reward from being wise um i i would say it comes down to three things when people live by principle life becomes first more manageable right there's more balance in life less stress more predictable when we have wisdom, we are able to see patterns, right? We're able to see patterns patterns in our life of things starting to pop up like, oh, I've seen this principle put into effect before. I'm going to expect this result. Sometimes that result doesn't always come up, but we start to notice patterns. Life becomes more predictable. We can start to guess how life is going to go. And that also builds our confidence, right? When life becomes more predictable, we have less anxiety, more confidence because we can expect um or hope for a certain result. When we live by principle, life also becomes more fulfilling because when we are living as Christ intended, life becomes more joy-filled. When we are living as Christ intended, life becomes more joy-filled. So, where do we find wisdom? Like where do we look for it? Um where's a good place to start? And obviously I'm going to say the first place to start is the Bible, right? This is the Solid Ground podcast, and this is also uh, what I would say to anybody off the podcast. The first place you're going to want to look is the Bible. Um, A couple good books to start with. I would say Proverbs. It's literally the book of wisdom. So if you want some good principles, go to Proverbs. Uh, The Gospels. Anywhere where Jesus speaks, Jesus was the wisest person on earth. Some would say Solomon was the wisest person on earth. I say Jesus was the wisest person on earth because he was literally God. Look at the gospels, look at what Jesus says, look at the Sermon on the Mount. Those are going to be principles that you can live by that are going to improve your life dramatically. And then also look at James, right? The brother of Jesus. He's going to have some good advice for you as well. I really like James personally. Um, There are some great principles in that book of the Bible. Now, once you've read the Bible um, and you're looking for something to supplement that, what are some other places we can go to look for wisdom? Well, the first place I would look would be books, right? Let, look at books that have stood the test of time. And what I mean by that is look at books that have been around for 70 to 100 to 150 years. Because if they've stood the test of time, that probably means there's some good advice in them, right? Not always, but usually. Um, Some of my favorite books are How to Win Friends and Influence People. Uh, This one technically hasn't stood the test of time yet, but The 21 Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell is another great book. Um, It's been around for long enough, in my opinion, that it's worth a read. Um, A good good rule of thumb that I like to go by is if you're looking at nonfiction books, if you're looking at books that you actually want to get something from... um, Obviously, you can get something from a fiction book, but uh, typically those are more for enjoyment. Uh, With a nonfiction book, you are solely looking for education. Uh, If you are reading a nonfiction book, I would advise uh, go at least two older books, uh, a ratio of two to one. So two old books versus one new book, Uh, because the newer books typically aren't going to have uh, the same amount of wisdom that uh, an older book would also, if you're looking for wisdom, look for people who have gone before you, who are, who are two steps ahead of you, right? Look for mentors. So if you want to become a pastor, maybe you should be being mentored by a pastor. If you want to become a real estate agent, maybe you should be be being mentored by a real estate agent. If you want to be a plumber, maybe you should be an apprentice for a journeyman, right? Find mentors. When mentors are going to be some of the best people to give you wisdom other places uh, YouTube's podcasts like the internet is full of information, but you have to make sure it's credible, right? Um, So how do we make sure the information is credible? How do we make sure the wisdom is credible? Well, if we look at the Bible Do the other sources align with the Bible? Does the wisdom from the other sources align with the Bible if they do? then yes, I would I would put that wisdom into effect. If that wisdom does not align with the Bible, well, I would first maybe talk to some uh, mentors or some people who can help you process this because maybe they do align with the Bible and you just can't see that yet, or uh, it completely just contradicts the Bible and then I would throw that out. If it contradicts the Bible, um, the Bible is what we live by. The Bible is the core of, our wisdom and so if it contradicts the Bible throw it out there is no use with that um, I look at Psalm 119 1, 104 to 106 your commandments give me understanding no wonder I hate every false way of life your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path I've promised it once and I'll promise it again I will obey your righteous regulations Right, um, I for example, I was reading a book and this book had some really good information in it. And I was reading it and I really liked what it was saying. And then it started talking about how greed was good. Um, and it started talking about how greed was good, but then we look at the Bible and the Bible uh, contradicts that. It says to be generous with our wealth. It says t- to tithe, it says to, to be generous with others. Um, by being greedy and by taking that stuff in and just keeping it for yourself, that is not what the Bible says. So I I threw that information out. Some of the other information in that book was very wise, was very good, but I threw that information out because it contradicts the Bible, right? Your commandments give me understanding. No wonder I hate every false way of life. Okay, let's circle back. How do we live a purposeful life? How do we live a purposeful life? Um, let's first look at Proverbs 9:10. Um, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Right? So the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Um, if you don't fear the Lord, if you're not in absolute awe, of God it doesn't mean run away from him doesn't mean run away from God it means actually the opposite that I want to run to you because I understand how powerful you are that you could uh, not even say a word and this earth could be gone Um, let's pray that doesn't happen but like he has that power and understanding that he has that power means like oh man I want to be with you I want to be with you because I'm in absolute awe of your power so the first, the, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom, right? If we fear the Lord, then we're going to want to pursue him. And then we're going to want to pursue his wisdom, right? Uh, Matthew seven twelve says, do to others, whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So to live a purposeful life, we first need to fear the Lord and we need to pursue wisdom. And then a great place to start is with our friends, with our family, uh, with our peers, with our mentors, with our sons, with our daughters. Treat them as you would want to be treated. Um, Treat them as you would want to be treated. That's a good, simple, wise saying that Jesus gave us um, that is great to use. Nowadays, it will be great to use in the future, and it was great to use in the past. The golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. Okay, how else do we live a purposeful life? Well, I think every single, one pers- every single person listening to this podcast wants to find a calling, wants to find something that uh, f- fills what the Lord has called them to right? Every person listening to this wants to find some facet of life that they're like, man, this is my passion. This is what the Lord has called me to. I love what I'm doing. Um, and I truly believe that God has called each and every one of you to something in life. And um, whether it's going out and making disciples, I think that's for everybody, but there's also uh, particular stuff like some people becoming pastors, some, some people even uh, joining the business world. Where is your calling? Where is your calling that God has put in your life? Um, and I would just pray about this. And I would also talk to peers about this and mentors about this, uh, where you feel called. Um, and this may take time, And this may, um, and I don't have an answer for you, I'm sorry, but it may take time to process, oh, where do I want to go in life? Uh, but I would just give it time and I would just listen to what the Lord says, right? And then once you find that purpose, once you find, uh, maybe that end goal while we're here on this earth, do your present decisions correlate with that purpose, Do your present decisions correlate with with that purpose? So if you have that destination or where you want to be, do your decisions today reflect that? If you're going out and you're partying and you're drinking um, and you're uh, doing whatever, do your decisions reflect where you want to be? Okay? Do they reflect your purpose? Uh, I also believe that everybody's good at something. So God has given you a gift. Use it. God has given you a gift. Use it. Um, There's two ways to uh, feel a sense of purpose. Uh, The first is, is what I just spoke on is progress, right? The pursuit of your calling, right? Living in what God has called you to do. When you are doing that, I promise you, I I know this in my own life and I know it in other people's lives. They just feel amazing. They feel great. They feel the joy of the Lord. The other way to feel um, fulfilled, I would say, is by giving up yourself, becoming a selfless servant. Um, What I mean by this is whether it's in your church, whether it's in your family, whether it's at your job, um, wherever you are, can you become selfless, putting others before yourself, and then can you become a servant, right? Serving others, do, doing what doesn't want to be done. When you become a selfless servant, when you start to give rather than take, when you become a giver, that's going to make, make your life a lot more joyful. A lot, It's going to make it feel a lot more fulfilling. Okay, so what are some practical ways we can be wise this week. Uh, The first, I would say, is we need to start taking responsibility, right? When we make mistakes or when we mess up um, or whatever happens um, or we lose, are we able to turn it into a win? And what I mean by that is when we make those mistakes and that we have those failures and we have those weak moments, are we able to learn from them and are we, are we able to flip it? So let's say, uh, man, I was rude to uh, my friend there. Um, now am I able to flip it and say, oh, okay, how can I be kind to him next time? When we're able to learn from our mistakes, we're able to turn our losses into wins. Because eventually you're going to be in that same situation again or a similar situation and you're going to have learned from it. Okay, so taking responsibility, not having that victim mentality, right? The victim mentality says it's all their fault. Uh, I'm not responsible. It's all their fault. The response taking responsibility is first looking at yourself and saying, okay, you know what? Even if they were 90% of the problem, what is my 10%? What was my 10%? So taking responsibility, uh, I think another way, a practical way we can be wise this week is look at the Bible, um, and you don't, the Bible's very big, so you're not going to get everything done all at once, but if you're able to take one biblical principle and apply it to your life, just this week, one biblical principle, um, it's going to improve your life substantially. So maybe for you, that's working hard. Maybe for you, that's being generous. Maybe for you, that's having empathy, having love, having patience. Right, and then discipline. Can can you stick with it? Are you able to stick with it? Because eventually the motivation's going to wear off, and the discipline's going to set in, and it's going to be like, are you going to continue doing what you set out to do, or are you going to stop? That's what discipline says. Can you stick with it? Another way we can be um, wise this week comes from Proverbs. 423 Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. All right? What I mean by this is or what the Bible means is your thoughts will the what you think the most will eventually become your actions. And your actions, if you do them enough, are going to become habits. And your habits is going to become your destiny. So we need to start at the source. We need to start at our thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, right? Is the person in your head, uh, let's say the person in your head, your, your inner, inner critic or your inner helper, um, your inner person, if they were actually alive, if they were sitting across from you, would you get up and punch them in the face? because of what they've said to you, or would you hug them because of what they've said to you? What's the person in your head saying? What are your thoughts like? Because your thoughts are gonna become your actions, your actions are gonna become your habits, and your habits are gonna become your destiny. Cool, that's really all I wanted to cover this week. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are amazing, that's it.